I love that, man. I love it. That was an excellent clap. I got gloves on. You know what I'm saying? It's cold down here in my basement. So I saw it coming. That's what made it extra funny. Yeah. It came, it came by pretty good, but I'm, I'm going to hit it up, man. <clears throat> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where uh, tonight's going to be a very interesting night. Uh, a lot of things going on right now. We've been kind of quiet the, the beginning of this year. Um, we've allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to uh, uh, come in and affect our lives, man, and it's kind of uh, hampered the podcast a little bit. Uh, Johnny and Jesse aren't here tonight, uh, but... I literally texted uh, Dan, who's been a, a frequent flyer of Talk Junkies and been on the show quite a few times. Um, I literally texted him just a little bit ago. I was like, hey, man, let's do a podcast. And he instantly said, let's do it. And then here we are, man. Dan, what's going on? How's life? It's been a while. It has been a while, but I've been I've been keeping track of you guys. Y'all been, y'all been uh, really hitting it out of the park with these podcasts. I've been very impressed. Appreciate that, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. I've got I've got stuff to keep me busy. You know, this uh, COVID stuff is making it a little hard to make money, but you know, I've been keeping myself busy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You, you got to keep on keeping on, man. No, nothing can stop you. COVID's not going to stop uh, the train of uh, the train of what is called America, man. There's 320 or 330 million of us, and we're all striving for the same thing, and that's just to live in freedom, man. And I think a lot of people don't really know what that means. And if you guys have ever listened to a podcast that we've had with Dan on and um, for any new viewers um, that are on like iTunes and Spotify like that, if you go onto our YouTube channel, you'll, you can, we have plethora of videos and you just go to the guest podcast list and just look at the ones that say Dan from the uh, Dan constitution of us. And we've, we've talked about this quite a bit, man, but whew, it's just getting crazy out there. And we talked briefly before the podcast started and just to put it into perspective for people that how important the constitution is. And it's just something that we can't forget about. Right. And Joe Biden already in the first month or so, or I guess it's been a month, uh, almost a month. What's today. It hadn't been quite a month yet, but he's already signed over 40 executive orders. And I know in last week's podcast, like Jesse and, and Johnny said, it's not a dictatorship and blah, blah, blah. But Dan, can you just enlighten us on what what that even means? Like, how how do you in in a, within three weeks sign forty executive executive orders as president, and is that even allowed? That's that's not what he's doing is not allowed because none of these none of these um, executive orders are attached to any legislation. You know, that's the that's the thing is that is that everything that the executive does, you know, the executive power is linked to do the legislative power. So everything that the executive does has to be attached to a law, has to be attached to some legal congressional action or legal congressional um, act. And if it's not, then it's not covered under the Constitution that the executive um, the executive works hand in glove with the the legislative branch. It's not it's not its own separate thing that just goes out and does whatever it wants. 
So was there a point in time where they, where did the executive order come from and why are you, are you aware of that? Cause I've never really looked into it on how it was even established that a president would have that type of power. Um, you know what? I don't, I have never looked into where those exec, where, where executive orders come from, but I would not doubt that, that it was something that happened from the earliest time. You know, I wouldn't doubt that George Washington had executive orders, but at the same time, I would, I would, I would venture to guess that he probably had some legislative action that it was tied to. Right. You know, he had the authority given to him by law to do something. You know, the the president just doesn't get to say, okay, um, you know, I don't care what the law says. You're not deporting anybody for two weeks. Or you're not deporting anybody anymore. Well, the law says, you know, that these people need to be deported, right? That's one of the that's one of the things that that he came in and, and decided was was going to be brought to a stop. Well, Congress has the power to, to does not have the power to just allow people to come in. Congress has been empowered to have um, rules for naturalization, right? So if someone comes in, they have to be naturalized. They don't just get to just plop down and do whatever they want. You know, we're not we're not an open borders country. That's not what the the Constitution is set up to to allow. So when he's when he's saying that, you know, Customs and Border Patrol are not allowed to to uh, um, arrest people and deport them, then he's going against not just what our laws already say, but he's going against the constitution as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it, it definitely does. But I, th- I think we just, uh, <clears throat> we need to break it down to the importance of what people are, you know, and, and, it, and it goes on the left and the right. I truly do think it does. And, and again, we've had many discussions about this, but the importance of what's truly happening. And again, like I said, we talked earlier and I think that we're slowly losing the Constitution of the United States. A lot of people, like, I got a good buddy of mine, man, one of my best friends. He's one of my best friends. And the, the, every time that we have this argument, he literally says to me, Paul, it's an outdated, wasted document. He's like, it's just a piece of paper that they wrote a couple hundred years ago. Like, we need change. We need to do it. We need to do something different. And then I sit there and I try to explain to him, like, how it's the foundation of it grants us the freedoms that we love and enjoy today. And he just doesn't get it, man. I don't think a lot of people get it, and I don't think a lot of people have looked into it, and a lot of people don't know what the Constitution is, including myself, right? And meeting you, I actually started reading a little bit of the Constitution. I haven't finished it yet, and I still need to because it's the most important document of my life. And throughout this whole process and this whole year, one thing that I've learned, Dan, and again, thank you for for teaching me this, is that freedom is never given to you. Like, it's something that... And I'm not inciting violence in any way, shape, or form, but what this country is is based upon and how it was built is that you earn your freedom. And mm-hmm. no one, no one in, in my lifetime has, minus people who went to wars, and, and in my opinion, those wars were based on uh, fallacies, you know what I'm saying? And it was like a false pretense to say that, hey, we fought for your freedom, like anyone my age that went to the military and went to Iraq. And I'm not discrediting them, like, thank you for your for your service. But it, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it was for the wrong reasons. But no one knows what it's like to try and fight for freedom. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that includes me. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't ever want it to come to a time where I have to fight for my freedom in, in where it involves violence. I, I would like to still have a platform where I have a voice to get out to people and they can make the decision for themselves, but that's slowly going away. But man, if we lose the constitution, what happens, Dan? Well, we become like every other country on the planet. We're the only free country in the world. And, and, you know, people really don't get that. You know, they look at places like Canada and Australia and, and, um, England, the United Kingdom, whatever you want to call it. And they say, well, they have freedoms. It's like, no, they don't. Everything that they have there is a legislated privilege. Everything that they have there is something that is a privilege that has been granted to them by the government. And where we are different is that our constitution is our constitution is a contract between me and you an agreement about what the government can and can't do. We are the parties to that contract. The government is not, not even the states. The states are not parties to the contract. They're governed by it as well. And what those, what the Constitution says is, and it plainly says this in the amendments, um, in the Ninth Amendment, that, you know, power's not granted to the, the government Powers not granted to the federal government are reserved, and not all of our rights are listed. The only rights that are listed are ones that seem to be in danger from the get-go, right? And those rights are not listed to grant them to me and you. Those rights are listed in order to place duties, responsibilities, obligations, and prohibitions on the government, right? And that's the part that, that I think a lot of people don't get is that they think that here's the Constitution and the government's supposed to obey it. And that's not, you know, even when the Constitution was written, that was not the understanding. Those guys who wrote the Constitution were fully willing to abide by it, right? Some of them had some different ideas and, you know, wanted to do things differently. They didn't agree with the whole thing. But by and large, they were looking at it as this is the agreement that we're going to abide by. The problem that we run into is today we have a whole lot of people who have don't have an understanding of what the constitution really is, haven't read it and have their own ideas about what we ought to do. Like you and I can disagree about what the government should and shouldn't do. Right. Right. We can, we can have a, a deep disagreement about it, but the way to solve that is not by electing somebody. The way to solve that is we read the Constitution and we look. Is what you want to do allowed by the Constitution? If it's not, then electing somebody is not the way to go. What you need to do is you need to get enough people to agree with you outside of electing somebody to pass an amendment. We change the Constitution. That's how we do it because those rules are in place so that when we all look at it, you and I can agree the government is doing something that it's not allowed to do and we can shut it down. So for instance, like let's break it down to people. Whenever they pass that second uh, coronavirus package, I, I believe it was like right around $2 trillion or something like that. Cause the first one, I, I can't remember, man, there's been in so much money right now. It's crazy. 
But the second mm-hmm. document that came out before, and it was the second stimulus that everyone received, uh, it, it was over 5,000 pages. 5,000 pages of information and law and and different types of scenarios or different types of legislation that, is, that all happened. And members of Congress that were in the House only had two hours to read it before they were going to vote on it. Or maybe right. it had been three or four hours. I can't remember, but it was a short amount of time. And when you have things in there that affect legislation and law that happens for everyday Americans, and our own Congress congressmen and women only have two to three hours to read it before they vote on it, like that's that's where we're at right now. Like that's to me, that's a, a laugh in the face to what is the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Because those and those legislators are not even the ones writing these laws, so most of them have no clue what's what's in it at all, right? They don't. They don't even. They they have no no clue. You know, sort of where to look for particular things that they may that they may be interested in because they haven't written it. They had no part in writing it. These things come to them, you know, from all of these all of these bureaucrats who are just there to write these laws for them. That's how we end up with five thousand pages. This is this is the whole Constitution right here. That ain't five thousand pages. No. Nope. You know, and this is and this whole thing is not even the Constitution. This has the the uh, the the Declaration of Independence in it, right? To read and understand that, you could you could do that maybe in in uh, a day, but you're not going to be able to do it in a few hours because it's a lot of it's a lot of information to take in, and it's the same thing with this legislation. The purpose of that is to keep pushing all this stuff through, and like Nancy Pelosi says, you know, said we got to pass it to know what's in it. Like, what kind of crazy nonsense is that? You know, we got to pass it to know what's in it. No. No, you don't. You, you you don't have the authority to pass ninety percent of the stuff that you're that you're saying. There's no authorization in the Constitution to send money to another country. None. None. For any reason. So you know, I mean, when they start doing that, especially when it's billions of dollars they're sending, that's that's our money. So what would our you say? Contract doesn't allow that to happen. What would you say to my friend who said that like? times change and you know we need we need something new like we need something new these things don't apply anymore minus like the let's just throw out you know the first like five amendments but you know what i'm saying because there are an inherent and never mind i'm not forget what i just said because he doesn't even believe in the second amendment he thinks that they should be able to put regulations on guns so i'm i i never mind on that but what would you say to him like hey i'm my friend and i'm speaking to you right now dan Mm-hmm. It's old. We just need it. We need new stuff. We need new laws. We need new this. We need new that. Like, man, screw the Constitution. What do you say to him? Okay. What what specifically, specifically within the Constitution, what what do you think is outdated and and needs to be changed or or thrown out? What specific things? So whenever I asked him that question, he specifically said gun legislation, and and he's like, well, what's wrong with Putting more, what's what's wrong with putting more restrictions on guns? And I was like, well, well, I was like, well, it's my Second Amendment right. Like, I don't there. It's it's for me to protect myself and my family, and also not only I don't even think it says that, but it's it's for us to protect ourselves against a tyrant government. And you know, he he had gone on to say, he's like Paul. He's like we're both servers, man. And he's like we both have to go and we have to get um, 
food handlers cards to be able to serve food to the public. He's like, how's that any different than you having to register your gun or you having to buy, or you having to have a license to buy ammunition? I was like, as I just told him, I was like, man, I was like, you can think whatever you want. I was like, I don't need someone telling me that I need a license to buy ammunition. And he just, mm-hmm. and, and he makes a good point, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, not really, because I mean, I don't know. I don't, that, that's just one of the things that he had described. Well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's say that, let's say that, um, let's say that you and I have an agreement, right? We've written a constant, we've written a, a contract between the two of us. Okay. And this is, this is our agreement. What authority does your brother, does your friend have to come in and, and change that agreement? Wait, does that, he have any, does he have any authority to change the agreement? No, no. I mean, that's between us, right? Right. That's an agreement between us. Right. So the agreement that we're talking about and the change with the, with this, with this stuff, as far as the, the legislation is concerned is an agreement between us. The second amendment is our agreement about weapons, right? We've agreed that the second amendment, your right to have guns and ammunition and all that stuff is not subject to interference by the government. That's our agreement. And if you're an American, right, you've agreed to that. Now the government is not part of that agreement. The government would be the person coming in from the outside and saying, we're changing that. You and I say, no, we're not changing that, right? Because you're not part of this agreement, right? You're over there. You have, our agreement says that you are going to do these things because you were created by this agreement. The government was created by the, by the agreement, by this contract that you and I have. Without this contract, the government doesn't exist. So when the government comes in and tries to change our agreement, they don't have the authority to do that. They're not part of the agreement. Now, all the arguments that your that your friend has are valid, okay? But what, how he wants to change that is not valid. Correct. And you said it earlier, like you got to get a group of people together and you got to change it through making a new amendment. Right. And and again, man, like I always forget this and I've had you on so many times and I I wish I just would have said that to him. It's like, hey, man, like the government doesn't get to decide. Like they're not a part of it, man. Like they're not a part of the contract. And I think that that's what people forget, man. And the people who fought for our freedoms made it that way. They made it that way to where that the government wouldn't have a part because that's what we left. That's what we, that's why we fled and we came to America. You know what I'm saying? To just get away from oppression and taxation. And it's slowly happening again. Maybe not slowly because at a rapid rate, we're being taxed out of our asses, man. Um, But that's the thing. They're not, they're not the players. They're not a part of the game. And people think that they are. And I don't, maybe they don't think it, but they're just born that way. And I was born that way too, and I didn't know any different until I talked to you and had a, had you on the podcast, man. That's and that's the that's what we've been educated to believe. That's the propaganda that we've been fed for years. Is that the government has some say about this? The Supreme Court gets to interpret the Constitution, and it's like, no, no, that's not the way that that whole thing works. 
the the Supreme Court was created by the Constitution. The Constitution is the authority above the Supreme Court and dictates how it can and can't behave. And the and the, the Constitution, the contract between us is there so that when the Supreme Court starts doing stuff outside of that, we can say no. And the 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 problem ends up being that the Constitution itself is so revolutionary. I mean, the, the Constitution is, it's a 250-year-old document that we are only now coming to the point where we have enough of an evolved society and, and intellect to really be able to grasp it and use it, really be able to grasp it and implement it. Because the education that's necessary, you don't have to be a genius to understand the Constitution, but you have to have a certain a certain understanding of freedom and politics and history and authoritarian government to really grasp what it is that is the intention of the Constitution, because it's 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 a very it's a very thorough, very complex document that was written in a very uncomplicated way, so that people like you and me would be able to understand it implement it and enforce it. We are the only law enforcement in the United States. The Constitution was written in a manner that there is there isn't any real law enforcement uh, powers given to the government outside of insurrection, revolution, and invasion. right? I mean it's, it's just not there. They don't get to tell us, they don't get to say that that we don't get to have a particular conversation. They don't get to say that we don't get to, to exchange uh, particular guns, that I don't get to buy certain things from you, whatever it is that you're selling that I may want to buy. You know, they don't th that's not a power that they have, whether it's um, whether it's food, whether it's drugs, whether it's medicine, whether it's a service. You know, talking about your friend, you know, you guys are servers and they've they've forced you to guys to get licenses. They don't have the authority to do that. Well, that was that, that was the state. That was the state. It wasn't it's not a federal. You know what I'm saying? But it's still the same thing, though. See, that's the that's the, the 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 thing that's powerful about this is that the Constitution is a document that creates the union, the United States. And under the United States, we have. A, a uniform kind of kind of action, a uniform kind of uh, uh, society, right? That the Constitution sort of brings in, and it governs all the government, all the governments, state, local, and federal. So the Second Amendment applies as much to the state and local governments as it does to the federal government, right? The local and state governments do not have any authority to limit those those weapons that's that's you know because part of the thing is and this never gets discussed the very first part of the second amendment is a, a well-regulated militia being necessary to uh the maintenance of a free uh, uh i can't i can't remember the exact wording of it but it's the militia the militia is something that is not just you know it's not just some kind of fantasy idea. It's in Article 1. 
It's a requirement. The government is required to finance, train, and, and basically keep the militia there. And that's not being done. No, people don't know about it, man. That's crazy. Like that, man, that's mind blowing. And people don't know about this. And, and people, if you're from the United States, man, and, and you're hearing this, it's just like, we all need to just read, man. Just read. That's all we have to do is read. And if everyone reads, then we're all on the same page. And what better page to not be on than the constitution? I mean, if for not if, without the constitution, we wouldn't be here, you know, and, and we might still be here, but it would be under different circumstances. And you probably wouldn't like them. Right. If we continue to go down the road that we're going, you're not going to like the circumstances that are held for us in the future. And that, again, that's just my opinion. And I know that it's, it's just, it's slowly happening, man. And we've talked about it on the podcast before how um, it's pleasure, pleasure versus pain, pain, how Johnny described it with David Icke was, was just beautiful, man. It was just like the, you know, like they're going to keep doing it and they'll always be able to thread that needle so well where you don't even notice it's happening until there's a point in time where we're literally living in 1984 George Orwell. You know what I'm saying? Right. And as easy as it sounds is you literally just go get a free constitution book or booklet and read it and understand it. And everyone does that. And then we understand what it is to be a true American. Mm-hmm. And then we understand the real true laws and regulations that are, I don't know how you would say it embedded in us, I guess you could say. And the things that aren't being followed that are happening currently in the state of America. How important is the constitution, Dan? How important is it? The constitution is America. Without the constitution, America doesn't exist. There's, you know, it, and I, I tell people this all the time, you know, if any, if, if you have somebody that wants to, to undermine circumvent or destroy the constitution then they're not an american america is the constitution so it's it's our responsibility to know what that is because that's our first it should be our first line of defense against an authoritarian government right and and like we were talking about earlier this is how powerful the constitution is it's been under attack for 250 years and it's still preventing authoritarian government from completely taking over our country, even with all the stuff, all the attacks and all the things that have been put in place. You know, even with the fact that we have, you know, this this Federal Reserve that has come in and, and undermined our our money and our financial system, even though we have this this I, this illegal IRS that that comes in and and directly takes money from people, contrary to what the Constitution says. You know, and and we've got, you know, welfare and Social Security and all these other things that that are meant to undermine the freedom that the Constitution is meant to preserve and make all of us reliant on the government. And they have they have been consistently working to make that happen, consistently working to change our minds so that we look not to the Constitution that gives us the freedom, right, and places responsibilities on us, right? We have responsibilities under the Constitution that that um, we have to uphold in order to have that freedom. You know, you can either 
leave everything in the hands of the government and not be free, or you can take responsibility for those things and be free. And with a limited government, that's the only way that you can have that freedom, because otherwise the choices are going to be made for you beforehand. So we're, right. we're, we're in interesting times, and I just have a, a, a follow-up question to that. And the, the cards are stacked against us, you know what I'm saying, to the point where at the beginning of the podcast you had described that we were, or I think it was actually before the podcast when we were actually having a conversation, that we're the only country that enjoys the benefits we are of, of what it is to be America. And, you know, I, I've met people from other countries and I've met people who have went to other countries that are American and they're like, there's no place like America. There's no place like it. Like, so we're a, we are a target on the globe per se. And it's a big target. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty big target. So my question is, um, how long could we sustain something like this before you have all these other countries trying to implement something like the, the, the great reset, which with COVID and everything that's happened right now, it's came into the limelight that the Great Reset is something that's very powerful movement that's happening. How do we avoid something like that? Um, if we're the only country and you have everyone looking in from other countries saying, man, America, stand up and fight and, you know, be that last standing uh, free country. Is it even possible when it's one against a million? Well, yes, it is very possible. It is very doable. Um, we have we have our official military, and then we have our unofficial, unorganized, armed population. And you you could not assemble a large enough army from all the countries on the on the face of the planet to go against America and take us down militarily. You just can't, because you know the Chinese can't trust their soldiers. You know, the, the Russians can't trust their soldiers. Then none of these countries, none of these other countries have a military like ours. You know, like um, I, was, I was reading this article about uh, um, uh, China and the military that they have. They have these, these very high-tech uh, helmets that they've given their, their soldiers, right? Have all these things that, that read their body temperature and can cameras and everything like that. And it also has embedded in it a kill switch so that if the soldier starts to do something that, the, that their higher-ups don't like, they push a button and it shoots them in the head, kills them. Now, that's not something that we would do in the United States, right? Definitely not. And, and the people who were in the military volunteered to go in there. They weren't, they weren't just taken off the street and forced into the military. So they have an idea as well. There's a good chance. And this is what, this is part of what's going on with this purge that's happened in the military right now, you know, where they're going through and trying to get everybody out who has, who has Trump leaning views. They're trying to get rid of all of those people who might not follow the orders when they come down to come after us, to come after real Americans. But <clears throat> to get back to, to exactly what you're talking about, as far as, as far as us being a target, we definitely are, but we're a target of the governments of other countries and the people who are aligned with those governments and who support those governments. We are a beacon of hope even still today 
with all the stuff that's happened with us to people like the ones in Hong Kong. You know, they're they're revolting against China because of America. And that's why all these authoritarian nations need to shut us down. Because every country on the face of the planet, every government on the face of the planet is our enemy. Every one of them. There is not a single one of them that is our ally. They, they are only friendly to us because of what they can get from us. Even with, with all the things that have happened, America is, what, we're 350 million people and there's 7 billion on the planet. So was that what does that make us about five percent of the world's population, roughly? Right. Give or take, man. I'm bad we're at responsible. Math. We're we're America, even with all the stuff that China has done and all this stuff, we're still responsible for thirty percent of the world economy. Thirty percent. Five percent of the population, we're responsible for thirty percent of the of the world uh, economy. We still feed most of the world. We feed more people than live here in the United States. There are more people who rely on on us for food than than just the people who, who live here. Right? And China's importing rice from America. So these other countries, these other authoritarian countries, these governments want to shut us down because of the message that we send to their people. Whether we're broadcasting it or not, just our existence is enough to, to make their people say, there's a better way to do this than the way that you guys are trying to make us do it. And there are still enough people here in the United States that have the idea of what freedom truly is that not only not only can we survive all this, but we will. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the 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 thing is just going to be if enough people are aware of how we got here and understand that the Constitution is the thing to use because it has the solution to every problem that we face. If we fully and literally implemented the Constitution tomorrow, we wouldn't have any of the problems that we've got. We wouldn't. None of them. That's the craziest part. That's the and, and it wouldn't involve any violence at all. No, it just requires people not to participate in certain types of things that are happening right now. It's that easy, truly. And they they make it so blind to, or they make it so easy for you to just literally, like I said, just pick up a book and read and, and and understand it. And then, like you said, tomorrow would be completely different. That's crazy. And the time is ticking, man. The time truly is ticking for for where there's going to be a fork in the road. And if we don't take the right turn there's very large implications that could happen and could you only imagine a world and i'm not trying to be dismal right now but could you only imagine a world if we took the wrong turn and we don't implement the foundation of the constitution of the united states and america falls um what that would look like what type of world would we live in where you have the the top one percent and i know it's pretty bad here in america right now with the top one percent how much uh money they have against the poor and the middle class but imagine if America didn't exist, how much worse that would be. How much worse that would be. I mean, like I said, man, I don't think we could fathom what type of world that would look like if the Constitution didn't exist. A thousand years of darkness and slavery. 
Yeah. That's what we're looking at. Because it took the Constitution of the United States is the pinnacle of Western civilization. It is it is every great idea of Western civilization condensed into a single document. It is the single greatest political document ever written in in the history of mankind. Period. And and when people really when if you read it through, right, you just you just read it through just to get the words. It's pretty powerful. But when you read it through as a blueprint or as an instruction manual, it takes on a completely different it, it takes on a completely different attitude. I mean, when you look at it as the instruction manual for this is how we're setting up our legislative branch and this is what it can and can't do. And this is our executive branch and this is what it can and can't do. And this is how it works with the legislative branch. Okay, it's pretty cool. Then we have the judicial branch, right? And this is what it can and can't do. And this is how it works with the executive. And this is how it works with the legislative. And you look at all those things and you start to, to pay attention to the restrictions that are placed on them. Right. Like in our in our um, in Article three, where it talks about the judicial branch, it states in there that the trial of all crimes shall be by jury. Now, that's nationwide. That's for everybody. The trial of all crimes shall be by jury. OK, the government does not have any prosecute, you know, prosecutorial oversight. They don't get to come in and say that's not a crime. If you think a crime has been committed, then a jury is required. The government can only hear that through a jury. A prosecutor doesn't get to hear it. The cops don't get to hear it. You say it, okay. A jury gets to decide that. And they decide it based on law and fact, which means that when you present it to a jury, it doesn't matter whether that has been legislated as a crime. The jury gets to sit there and go, you know what, Paul, what happened to you is definitely a crime. And here are the people who have committed this crime against you. And we find them guilty of these offenses. And here's the punishment. Right. And the punishment is not something that's governed by legislation, nor is the crime, because those are all in the First Amendment. Those are all covered under an abridgment of the right to petition the government for redress. When you file a suit, when you um, when you um, um, make a criminal complaint, those are you're approaching the government for redress. You're saying, "Here's something that's happened to me. This is my grievance. This is what has happened, and how I've been wronged. And I can't take care of it on my own. I could." But if I take care of it on my own, then we're going to have a whole different deal. So I'm coming to you, government, because, you know, we've set you up sort of in a, in a position where we've got these courts that you're supposed to be maintaining so that I can bring this in and have it heard and it can be taken care of in a civil manner. Right. And, and you know, these are the things that that. I understand that when I talk about this stuff, it it's it's. It's way beyond what most people gather from the Constitution. But, but when you sit down and read it, I believe that 99% of the people 
who sat down and read the Constitution as a blueprint and as an instruction manual would come to the same conclusion that I have or something very similar to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100% it does. And I think, like, so there's one other one other thing is, like, for my, my buddy, it's just, like, you don't toss away something that's the greatest document of all time. And so what you do is, of course, like, there's new technology. Like, we're progressing as humans. The The amount of technology that has happened within the past 40 years alone has, is astronomical, right? To, to the point where, it, you know, you're on a, the, the lowest sea level point on Earth, and then you go in the next 40 years, you're on Mount Everest. Like, that's the exponential growth of technology. So, of course, like, there are going to be things that need to be probably added to the Constitution, which you do, you know, mm-hmm. through the Constitution. You add amendments. Like, you get people together, and, and not only do you... Like, here's the thing, and, and this is the hardest part. is It has to be unbiased. It has to be common sense. And I that's... To me, when you talk about the Constitution, it means to me common sense. Like you said, there was a thousand years of, of there, there was many thousands of years of dark times on the earth, but mm-hmm. then there came light, and then there was the Constitution, and then, and my, it, to me, a lot of it's just common sense, just common sense. Like you said, you can read it, understand it. It's common sense. Like if you didn't know what violence was, or you didn't know what corruption or greed was and you lived a life, and you understood what common sense was, that's the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And, and in today's age, you don't need to discard the Constitution. You need to add to it, but with common sense, which mm-hmm. would be extremely hard to do in today's age with everything going on right now. But that would be my, my answer to my, to my best friend, is like use common sense to add to this document, not just throw it to the wayside. Right. And, and, you know, and, and my thing too is, is I'm, I'm all in favor of saying, you know, if you want to say that the constitution is outdated and outmoded and all that stuff, fine. How about we do this? Because it's a plan that you and I can agree on. We can, we can all say the constitution is right here. We have it all in black and white. It's something we can all read, you know, and, and, and generally agree on, Right. How about we do this? How about we fully implement it, figure out what the problems are, right? Boom. Because we've never done that, right? Fully implement it. Boom. See where the problems are and make corrections then. There you go. Rather than doing it just sort of out of willy-nilly, kind of out of out of thin air. There you go, man. That's the that's a way better way to put it, man. Fully implement it for what it truly is because it's never happened, and then find out what the problems are. And I understand right. that the population is large. And Johnny, if he were here, he would argue that, man, 330 million, 350 million people, that's too many people to govern under one type of document or one type. But it's not. Especially not the Constitution because it's not meant to govern me and you. That's just it. It's basically meant to leave me and you alone. And as long as you're not doing anything to harm me and I'm not doing anything to harm you, right, everything's good. But the, the biggest part, one of the greatest pieces of the Constitution that we have to implement that solves 90% of the problems that we have across the board as far as society and government and crime and all that stuff is the militia. The militia is, is everywhere. The militia is everyone. Okay, now 
we've talked and we've talked about this we before. Have, yeah. You know, imagine imagine with the militia, me, you, Johnny, and Jesse are all living in the same neighborhood, right? We're all aware because of the way that the that the militia has to function. You know, we're all aware of each one's circumstances. Doesn't mean we're in each other's business up to our ears. It doesn't mean it's all gossip. But I got to know, you know, okay, you got two, you got two young kids. So if anything happens, you're going to have an you're going to have an impediment to being able to to do certain things because you have those two kids. Those have got to be in any plan. That's got to be part of any plan. Yep. Right. Because I need you to do certain things. So we got to figure out how we're going to make sure that we've got that taken care of. And the same thing with everybody else. So we're all aware of that. So if there's a problem that happens, where do we need to go? Right. We're all aware of what, you know, each one of us has say, you know, Johnny's great with working on cars. You know, we start working on the cars right there in the neighborhood. You know, we start growing our own food and these are, you know, these are just, Things that I'm just making up. Yeah, yeah. But, and it would be tough to do those types of things in, like, like the cities. But, it, but there would be other things that you could do in the city to do those type of things. We're still networking and communicating. And one thing, mm-hmm. I've, one thing I've learned, especially uh, in 2020, was, like, that's one thing that they were trying to attack at the fullest force was the human connection. And not mm-hmm. only that, but towards the end, like, you could tell where they were going with it, and that's to demonize what it, what it is to have a militia. And that's another thing that they're trying to attack. And that's one, and I don't think a lot of people knew, you know, and there was militias in the nineties and two thousands, you know, like small time, you know, things that had happened. And I don't really, I really wouldn't consider them militias, but now they're calling these organizations militias and now they're demonizing it. Right. So people don't even know what it is. And now when you and I have a conversation about it, they're going to have something in their head that the media has already told them is something that's bad. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm telling anyone who's listening to Dan and us right now, the militia is the most important thing. What Dan is describing, and we've talked about it in previous podcasts, is something so special and so beautiful. And it's don't be afraid to go talk to your neighbors, man. It was a playoff game a couple weeks ago, and I never talked to a neighbor of mine two doors down. Recently, I've lived lived where I've lived for four years. And just this past year in the summertime, he'd just start walking with me. I'm I'm walking my daughter's. And he'd be like, hey, can I tag along? And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, dude, that's totally, that's awesome, dude. Walk with me. And then a couple weeks ago, I went over to his house during halftime. Just knocked mm-hmm. on his door. What's up, man? Come on in. Got mm-hmm. to know him. Then he walked me back to my house. And he's like, dude, he's like, I got your back. He's like, anyone's in this neighborhood that isn't supposed to be here, I'm ready. I'm there like, you go. I'm like, all right, man. And what brought me to that conversation when we were on our way back was the fact that I met you, Dan. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's powerful, man. For me to understand that, I appreciate it, man. And it was always there for me to see. Um, and I never saw it until I met you. So thank you very much, man. Well, you're welcome. I, I thank you for telling me about that. It makes me feel really good, you know, because it's it's it really is. That's what that's what America is 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 all about. It's all of us together. You know, that's why they have to keep figuring out ways to divide us and, and make us think that, that our neighbors are our enemies. And, and even this idea that, that, you know, the militia is some kind of bad word. You know, they, um, they want to tell us that, that things like, like um, 
the National Guard is the militia, and it's not, right? We don't have a militia like we're supposed to have, like is required by the Constitution. We don't have that. The National Guard is is the is the Army Reserves, right? Those are those are are those guys are enlisted in the military. They're not the militia. The militia is an independent organization. The militia is is there to be trained and prepared to be called to duty when needed, right? And and the government absolutely fears that. Because that's an organized that's an organized group of people who are in constant communication and prepared to act at any time, right? So the hurricane happens down there in in uh, um, um, New Orleans, yep. right? You don't got to rely on FEMA. You've got militias from around the United States who are already prepared. You know. They're prepared for a disaster to happen in their area. So they've already got all the stuff, right? So they take a fraction of their stuff and they go down there and they're able to take care of what's happening in New Orleans. Much better than what the government did. Right? You saw the, uh, um, I can't remember which hurricane it was, but uh, what was it? The uh, um, the Cajun Navy. Did you see that? that this was um, before... The government got down. It was one of the recent hurricanes that happened in in Louisiana or Mississippi, somewhere around there. And um, all these guys got in their John boats and their their swamp boats and and were going around just taking care of everybody. Yeah, it was in Texas. Was that in Texas? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I remember watching videos of that man. You saw random trucks going in and people. Yeah. Texas. Yeah, That's man. They're they they. Go ahead. No, man, that's that's beautiful, man. And the first time that we had talked about this subject, that's that's how it resonated with me, man. It was just how insane it was that I had lived for 30 years and never really understood what a militia was. I, I knew the word. I'd heard it a few times. But to truly understand what that means and how you just described it is truly something peaceful and something that a lot of people don't know and something you're never taught um, fully in its entirety at all growing up in the education system. And I think that that is something that's extremely frustrating uh, growing up and not learning about those types of things, just seeing it as words. And and at that point, you're leaving it up to, you know, I'm in sixth, seventh grade to try and understand what a militia is. When they should have probably been teaching me in kindergarten, instead of teaching me that the, the earth is round and colors and stuff like that, boom, let's get right into it, man. What's up with the Constitution? Why are we free? Teach me that when I'm five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then it resonates. And it's just important stuff, man. All this stuff is important. And I, just the militia part is just even more important. The fact that, like you said, a, a disaster happens. You don't even need FEMA. Boom, just people out. Sorry, I can't work today. I'm going down helping with the tornado that happened in Joplin. I'm out. I got to go. Right. You know, we've already got a plan in place. And, and, you know, and it doesn't even have to be, it could be everybody in your neighborhood, right? You know, your whole, your whole neighborhood decides they're going to go, or it could just be a few of you out of the neighborhood. And what ends up happening, your family gets taken care of the stuff that you would normally do. Everybody in the neighborhood just is like, okay, Paul's got to go because, you know, he's got medical expertise and they really need him down there. Okay. 
So these are the things that have to happen, right? His wife's going to be there with, with, you know, these young kids. Somebody's going to have to help her out with that, you know, blah, blah, whatever, right? So we're able to, we're able to all act based on on the ground information and knowing what resources we already have. We don't have to send off a bunch of information to the federal government and they don't have to come in and devise a plan based on what's going on. We already know we're on the ground. So I, I, again, all this is very important information. I can, and I, I'm going to tie in, man, we've hit up the constitution. It's very important. We're getting close to the end of the hour. So I just want to hit up a little bit of, of just something different, but I'm going to, I'm going to segue into that. Um, I had a friend, I can't remember which friend, but it's a separate friend, not the friend I was talking about earlier. And they they were just saying that, man, like, or yeah, I remember which friend it was now, my buddy Sean. And he was just saying, man, like, the way it is right now is perfect. It's like, we don't need any more technology. We don't need to, we don't need to progress. We don't need to become AI. We don't, you know, we can go to the moon, that's fine. You can go to other planets, that's fine. But the way we are right now in America, and I mean, minus like, you know, making better technology for fuel and stuff like that and cleaner air. But like you said, you talked about the emissions and how important it is to get the greenhouse gases and stuff like that. That's all up for debate, but right now we're fine. We're breathing air, but everything Mm -hmm. is fine right now. The way it is technology is good the way it is. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to take away that human connection. Like I talked about earlier to where you and I don't have that interaction. Like, like you said, Dan, your neighbor is not your friend. They're not your enemy, but they're kind of weirded out by him a little bit. Like, man, like, I'm scared to go outside. I don't want to get too close to him. I don't want to breathe in their face. Like, I, was, I was out shopping today, man. Out shopping today. I look my neighbor. Swear to you, my neighbor. She's older. She's older. She's, you know, maybe 65. I looked at her twice, dead in the face. She didn't even say a word to me. Mm-hmm. Didn't say a word to me. I, and I, at one point, I had my mask off. I'm like, and I, I was, I was, I was just waiting, and I was like, within a foot from her, like two or three separate times, she didn't say a word. Right. I'm like that. That is their agenda. That is their plan. That to me is crazy, man. That's that to me is crazy. And sorry, I just had to say that. But do you do you agree or not agree that we don't really need even further technology anymore? Like, do you think we've hit a pinnacle? I think where- I think that we have a lot. I don't think we need a whole lot more technology, but I think that one of the things that scares the hell out of these other authoritarians around the world is the potential that America has to blow the doors off of everything. Because the people that we have here, one of the, one of the ways, one of the ways that these authoritarians have been able to keep everybody under control for so long is that they have been able to, to, um, create scarcity repeatedly. And when scarcity happens, people get afraid. And when people get afraid, what do they do? They run to somebody they think is going to be able to solve the problem. We saw it in the Great Depression, right? And one of the things that happened, you know, the, the Industrial Revolution started and all this technology started taking off. One of the things that happened was... America started getting all of these geniuses. All these people were like, screw this. I'm not going to live in this country that I grew up in because they won't let me do what I want to do. I'm going to go to America. Minus these the, people came minus, know, the sci- minus the scientists we took from Germany. <laughs> well, I'm talking about before that, but yeah, okay, okay. you're exactly right. Yeah. But, you know, we had all these people like Nikola Tesla who came here. And why did he come here? Because he could have the freedom to do what it is that he wanted to do. 
he he didn't have he wasn't beholding to someone else because every idea and invention that you come up with in England or Germany or China or Russia is owned by the government. They own it. They own their people. What was it in the 1980s where that guy invented a car that ran on water and then he just magically died mm-hmm. in a business meeting out at, at like a restaurant or a coffee shop? Right. And the guy, there was a guy in in uh, in the 60s who um, invented a um, a carburetor that would allow a V8 engine to get 80 miles to the gallon. He's dead. No, he's not dead. From what I well, he may be dead now, but he didn't get killed. But but uh, Ford supposedly bought that patent from him and Just, signed him to to a silence contract. Bought the patent to for, for that and stowed it away. Yeah, it's either that or you die. Mm-hmm. Pick whichever one you want to do. Right, and it's and and Americans just keep coming up with that stuff because freedom allows you to be able to do those kind of things, and so like licensing for servers and stuff, they keep figuring out ways to make it so that you sit there and you have to go. Gosh, what do I got to ask? I got to ask permission before I can go do that. Can't even you know kids can't even set up lemonade stands now, right? And and that's the that's the world that they want to fit us into where where everything that you do you have to have permission for, and they got to do that because otherwise, not only not only will America blow the doors off of everybody because remember we're five percent of the population and thirty percent of the world economy already. Even with all the beatdown they've been putting on us for for you know a hundred years, we're still thirty percent of the world economy, right? So we'll blow the doors off of everybody, and America will end up taking over the world. And I don't mean like going and conquering all these places, but I mean the word gets out, and people are like, "I like what they're doing in America. That's what I want to do." And the next thing you know. The government of China is looking at not just Hong Kong rebelling, but all these other cities start rebelling, right? Because the people in Hong Kong already had a little bit of a taste of freedom, and they started putting that together with not England, not England. England is who they used to be attached to. They're walking around with American flags in in, in uh, Hong Kong now. Yep. American flags. Yep, and Trump flags, too. English flags. Because we are the free, we are the free world. America is the free world. There is no free world without America. I we think, are the sole occupant of the free world. I think what every government on the face of the planet is an authoritarian government that provides privileges under certain circumstances to certain people who live there. They have no rights. And the thing is, man, is it's had to have taken hundreds of years for all these countries to get to that point of psychopaths running that type of uh that that type of country and for mm-hmm. it to overwhelmingly majority you know over 90 percent or even if it's 99 percent take over the whole world and we're that one percent or we're the 10 percent whichever it may be that are free that's insane mm-hmm. like that's that's how many psychopaths are in control of all these countries to where they don't allow freedom and we've been this free country for since 1776 
And I don't know how close, what would be the next country that's closest to it. You know what I'm saying? And how much progression has been made to make those countries free. And, and if so, is it just a false sense of, of freedom in those countries? And are those same psychopaths still running it? Like that's, that's some deep shit, man. That's some deep shit. If we're truly the last standing free country that is on this planet, that is nuts. We are in the most, we're, not the, last. we're the first, there was never one before us. So we are, there has never been one we are, until America showed up. We are we're the, the first. This is, we created the free world. Without it, America, there is no free world and never would have existed. Right. And look at and look at what it has created. This is what it's created. Us being free, this is what it's created with this amount of technology where everyone has eyes to see. Everyone can see it now and everyone wants a, a piece of the pie and they are shutting it down, man. They are shutting it down faster than we could even have a podcast for an hour. You know what I'm saying? They're shutting it down that quick and it's happening that fast. And that's what's scary to me. Well, you know, it's, it's freedom is a hard thing. It's like trying to put the toothpaste back in the, in the, in the tube, right? Yeah. Once you squirt it out, it's really hard to get it back in the tube. Yeah. Right. And that's, just, that's the situation that we're in is that there's enough people here who have tasted freedom and know what it's all about that, it's going to be extremely difficult. You know, they've been having to, they've been having to push this slowly, 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 you know, the slow boiling frog. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And they're waiting for people like you and I to die off. Once my generation dies off, they, they have the long game, Dan, they have the long game. And once my generation dies off, you know, how easy it's going to be for them. It's going to be real easy, man. That's the, that's, that was the thing is that they keep doing that. Freedom is such an, a such a a powerful virus. It is so contagious that it it they remember I was telling you about um, immigration being a tool that they've used to undermine our country. Freedom is such a a a powerful um, is so contagious that people who came over here from these authoritarian countries in Europe. When they came over here, their children got on board with the Constitution. Not fully, but enough to where they realized they couldn't bring in any more people from Europe that wasn't going to solve their problem. Because the Constitution is the authoritarian's problem. They need to destroy it, and they've been working hard to do that. But freedom is such a contagious idea that these people who were used to living under kings and dictators and, and having everything in their life told to them, came over and their kids were like, hey, man, this freedom is pretty cool. I'm on board with it. So they said, well, we'll have to start bringing in people from India and China and from you know Central and South America because those people have those people not only have no idea what freedom is all about, they've always dealt with it with an authoritarian government. But on top of that, every one of those countries has a full understanding of what a second-class citizen is, right? They are already bred and completely in line with a 1%, the others, right? They are fully in line with that, and they're, they're fine with it. They just are, you know, and that's, what, that's, that's the difference between America and Americans and other people around the world. You and I, because of, of what we did with the Constitution, because of what the forefathers wrote in the Constitution, we've set up a situation where people in this country are on the same 
footing, on the same level, and have the same powers as kings and dictators in other countries. Yep. You go to another country, you can't carry a gun, right? You can't be king. You can't be queen. You, you gotta, can't own property, right? We and we can, we you know, we can talk about the 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 ways that those those freedoms have been encroached on, but that was something that that we did with the Constitution. We set up a government that was limited and could not infringe on those things, and we sat back and we just kind of got a little bit lazy. But all we got to do is just stand up and shake it off and say, okay, this is stopping. Right. So I own whatever gun I want to own. I carry it around with me wherever I want to go. You know, if I decide to go in a business and the business owner says, you can't have your gun in here. And I go, okay, well, I'm not shopping here. Or, well, okay, you got a place where I can put it down because I, I like doing business with you. You know, right. some place where you can keep it. And they're like, well, no, well, Okay, well, until you have some place where I can keep my gun while I'm shopping, I'm not shopping here. Right. I think you should rethink your policy because it would be a good idea for someone like me to be in here because you want to pay for a security guard? You know, if you've got <laughs> armed people who are willing to do business with you inside your business, how often do you think you're going to get robbed? If if you if we were to do, uh, like tomorrow, just switch it and, and go – try and figure out what our problems are and fully implement the constitution. It would take a little bit of time, right? Mm -hmm. To get everyone on, on, to get everyone. For, I'm sorry, to get, a, to get rid of the amount of propaganda and brainwashing that's been going on for the past hundred years or even longer. It would take a while. It really would. But the after effects in years to come would be a very magical place, man. And I, I know nothing's ever perfect. I know it's not a utopia and that's not what I'm suggesting here in this podcast is a utopia. But what I do uh, strive for and what I do suggest is that everyone live free and everyone live and do what it is that they want to do unhampered by others as long as those other people don't hamper them. And mm -hmm. that is my goal, honestly, on Talk Junkies, man, is just to spread knowledge to people to where we can all be free and do it is what it is what we want to do, man. But we're getting close to the end of the hour. Oh, yeah, we're right at – we're a little bit over, Dan. I really appreciate you coming on, man. You got any uh, la lasting words, my man? <laughs> you you gotta be careful with that because you know I'll get going, man. Yeah, I know. Because one of the, one of the things that you just said really re really resonated with me about you know the 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 time frame for implementing this because here's one of the dangers that the authoritarians face with with everything that they've done. People are so um. Um, indoctrinated with the idea that they need to follow the law and obey what the government says or obey what the law says, that if we got to the point where it became clear that the Constitution was the law and we started to implement those things, it would be it would be a pretty quick process to bring everybody on board if it's done correctly. Right? Look at look at all the compliance that we had with these mask laws, these mask mandates. Yep, you're, you're right. Got some forward with that, right? If if we suddenly had somebody who stood up, was recognized as an authority, like maybe even Donald Trump got up and said, "By the way, we need to implement the the militia." And so all of you people, you need to to uh, get some guns. You need to meet your neighbors. You need to um, start figuring out what you're going to do if if uh, if there's a flood, 
around and you need to make some way to have water, right? Just set out, just set out a few things like that. How many people do you think are going to, are going to bulk at that? You know, they may bulk on week one, but week two comes around and they start seeing other people in the neighborhood doing things. They will fall in line. Yep. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. You're not wrong. So, but, uh, yeah, I tell you, I think I, I really, I really do. I don't know why, but I really have, have become a whole lot more hopeful in spite of everything that's going on. There's just something that's, that's happening that makes me feel like things are, are really starting to move in, in a positive direction. Well, um, I'm, I'm all for that, man. And let's all hope for that. Because that's what we all need right now is something positive. And we just need to continue, man. Life is, is a very long process. And people say it's short, you know. And I know that you might say that too. Like, man, you're, you're in your 30s. Like, it goes by fast. But you know what, man? Like, for me, I don't look at it like that, man. I don't like I, – I, and maybe when I get older, I'll say that to people. Like, it goes by quick, you know. But, like, for me, it's just like, I'm living day to day, man. And I'm trying to enjoy every moment of every day. Uh, that I can, you know, because life has struggles and sometimes you mentally can get on a roller coaster and, you know, that's just part of being human. But when those mm -hmm. times are good, man, I'm trying to enjoy every moment of every day of every minute of this life that I'm living. And, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to keep pushing that on the podcast, man. Yeah, because there's 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 a whole lot more good than there is bad. You know, yep. I, I've noticed that that. You know, a lot of times when things are bad, it's it's a lot of it has to do with my attitude and perspective on what's going on. Even when things are difficult, you know, even when I'm looking at the checking account and I'm going, there's not enough money to pay the bills. Right. There's there's still something that I can look at and go, you know what, there's a positive. There's a positive way to look at this. You know, I'm still healthy. I'm still I'm still physically fit. You know, I can go out there and find some way to make the money that I need. Yep. You know, I'm not I'm not behind the eight ball on that. So right. you know, it's America still, baby, in that aspect too. You can still make that money. Yep. Dan, yep. It's, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, it's been a little bit too long, but we're still in in, in contact, man. We still text every, occasionally, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the re relationship that we have, and I'm glad I met you, man. And and I always appreciate when you come on the show, man. It's been a blessing. Yes. I, w I would second that. I'm really glad that I met you guys too. You know, all of you, you, you especially, but, but all you guys. So, well, I'll, I'll get you on here, man, with, with Johnny and Jesse again. It, uh, Johnny's doing something a little bit different. That's taking up a little bit more of his time. Um, so it's going to be a lot of me and Jesse. So, you know, I'm going to hit you up, man. I'll keep, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. All right. Are you Sounds still, good. can people still find you on Facebook or are you, are you kicked off for good? No, I just got a 30 day ban. I got off a 30 day ban and I posted something and, and was on there for less than 24 hours. And I got another 30 day ban. All right. But man. my constitution page is still there. Okay. You know, there's still good content on there and, and, um, messenger still works. So if you message me through, uh, the constitution page, I can, I can answer those through shoot, messenger. Johnny has a link to that. So shoot me the link if you can just via text and I'll, and I'll put that in the description below. Cause you guys can find Dan on Facebook. He has a constitution page on there where there's a lot of great information. Like he just said, I'll put that down in the description. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks for joining, man. Have a good night. And I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed. 
uh, like, subscribe, and uh, just let us know what you think in the comments below of this conversation. Dan is uh, always on the comment thread on commenting on our videos. So if he, he's going to check out our comments on this video. And if he sees something on there, he's going to reply to you. He may or may not. I don't know. But uh, just <laughs> let us know what you think, man. This is the most important thing uh, that could probably be happening right now. So cheers, man. Cheers. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. We'll see you later. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dan is always a, it's just always a blessing to have him on. But uh, like I said, the best thing you can do is smash that like button with your pinky finger. Before you do that, bite your nail. And then with, with, the, with the mouse, you click it with your pinky finger. You hit the like button with your pinky finger. And then after that, you use your head, your forehead, and click the subscribe button. And let us know what you think of these videos. Stay fly and ring the bell.